If you want to pump your body and expand your mind, there's only one place to go. Mind Pump. Mind Pump. With your hosts, Sal Stefano, Adam Schaefer, and Justin Andrews. In this episode of Mind Pump, we talk all about the benefits of using resistance bands in your workouts or training entirely with resistance bands. You know, when I first started in the fitness industry back in the 90s, I thought resistance bands weren't that effective. It wasn't something that I even considered. Well, once I started reading studies coming out of the former Soviet Union and powerlifting athletes and Olympic lifters, started incorporating in my training in my clients and in myself, I was totally sold. These days, bands make their way into almost every one of my workouts, and it's true for my co-hosts as well. Bands are now a serious training tool, and you can do a full workout, train your entire body with just resistance bands. That's what we do in this episode. We go over our 10 favorite resistance band exercises, each one of them covering a different part of your body. In fact, at the end of the episode, if you take notes, you got all the exercises, you can literally just do three sets of every exercise to fatigue and have a phenomenal workout. Now, if you want more planning and you want a full-on workout with video demos where we're teaching you how to exercise that has different phases that requires just bands as well, you can check out our MAPS Anywhere program. It's actually one of our more popular workout programs. You can find that at mapswhite.com. So mapswhite.com, you can check out the MAPS Anywhere program that utilizes bands, no weights, no machines for amazing results. I love like fitness history, fitness equipment history when it comes in, you know, when it's in style, when it's out of style. Oh yeah. I love it. It Things tend to circle around. Um, the, for, good, the good things tend the, to circle back. Well, around. not all, not all things. Well, the good things, the good stuff lasts. The yeah. good things shake. Weight, shake weight's not making its way exactly. back. Exactly. <laughs> but the good things stick. Like they may come in and out of favor, but Absolutely. then they tend to stick. Absolutely. The bad stuff does circle. Like for example, um, like stim, you know, equipment. Oh yeah, yeah. that'll never go away. Yeah, just... I, I remember in the '90s seeing you know uh, articles. For, it was in the '70s they were selling that. Yeah. Then in the '90s, and I saw it again. You know, do crunches at home while you're not doing anything. Yeah, and just the guy's abs are flexing, or whatever. Um, but one piece of equipment is very interesting. The the history uh, around it, or how um, in terms of at least when I started, um, I'm talking about resistance bands. And they really didn't become, in, in my experience, a big piece of exercise equipment. There was, the, there was a piece of home exercise equipment called the Solo Flex. You guys remember that? Yeah. You guys remember the Solo Flex? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a, it, and the, 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 it had these thick rubber bands that would go around the, the what are you, access or whatever, what do you call that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I remember watching these commercials on TV, and it was like, the Solo Flex, and it was a dude like working Buying out Buying Bowflex, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 No, Bowflex oh, came no, out was after. Different. Oh, okay. oh, did Bowflex? I thought Bowflex was the maker I know, of that. that's what I thought. Okay. I don't know, maybe, but they they were separate pieces of equipment. But before that, it was a Solo Flex, and... And it was a resistance band equipment, and this was in the 90s, I remember seeing this, mm-hmm. and that was the first time I'd ever seen resistance band training. And at that point, if you worked out and you were serious, yeah, resistance bands were a joke. That's what you thought. Like, oh, that's dumb. Just lift weights, resistance bands, or rubber bands. Like, what are you going to do with that? That's so stupid. Doesn't doesn't do anything. Yeah, you only really saw them in like physical therapy clinics or, you know, you saw people like old elderly people kind of like working with with bands and things. And so that was the association for me, at least. Yes. And then what happened for me, this was my personal uh, story. There it is. There's a Soloflex. That thing's been around for a long time. Look at that. Yeah, it's right next to the Bowflex. Yeah. Bowflex. So they're different. They're different. So as a, 
I remember this uh, quite clearly, right? So I'm managing gyms at the time. I'm, I'm working for 24 Hour Fitness. And they had grand opened. They had done a soft grand opening of a club here in San Jose and didn't do so well or whatever. At the time, I was running another club in San Jose and I had to re-grand open that one. This is the one on Hillsdale. And they said, hey, Sal, why don't you come over here? Let's do a re-grand opening. Let's see what we can do. You know, the, they liked the way I, I performed or whatever. So I went there and they did a re-grand opening, but the free weight or the machine area, both of them were not fully ready yet. All we had was cardio. And we had some free weights, but not a lot. And then the machine area wasn't open, but they still wanted to do this kind of re-grand opening. And so I get in there and I'm like, oh man, okay, well, what are we going to do? How are we going to get people in here working out? And one of my trainers was like, dude, resistance bands. Like me and my team will train all of our clients with resistance bands. And I remember at this point thinking like, oh, that's kind of a, okay, that's, that's kind of a solution, but it's not really a good substitute or whatever, but let's see what happens. Let's do it. And I'll never forget how surprised I was. Trainers were doing all kinds of different exercises with the resistance bands. I was keeping a close eye on you know, how this was working for clients. The clients were getting great results. And many of them, I would go and talk to them afterwards. Hey, how do you like your workouts? Don't worry, our machine area will be open or whatever. And they'd say things like, I actually like this workout better. My body feels better. I'm, it's different. I'm getting great results. And all the trainers would tell me, how phenomenal training their clients because we were forced, right, with just resistance bands. After that, I saw a lot of my trainers using resistance bands in their normal workouts in combination with other pieces of equipment. And it was right around that point, I started reading literature from uh, uh, with strength athletes, power lifters and Olympic lifters. Yeah, like the West Side Barbell community. Yes. Yeah. Uh, what happened in you know uh, 1990 or whatever, the, the Soviet Union kind of collapsed, and a lot of their, I mean, they had dominated strength sports in the Olympics for a long time. Those, those Eastern Bloc countries were just so good at Olympic lifting, and they had kept a lot of their training methodologies secret. Uh, it was very competitive, right? You had the Soviet Union, you had America, mm -hmm. and they were constantly – vying for who was superior and whatever they were competing against uh, each other with. And a lot of these training uh, modalities and, and ways that they got their athletes to be amazing, we thought it was all about the drugs, was secret. Well, when the Iron Curtain came down, some of their coaches came to the U.S., started teaching our athletes. And one of the things that they started to, to teach the athletes was how to use resistance bands. Powerlifting with the Westside Barbell Club started using bands. This is when I started to really take bands seriously and I saw the greatest strength gains I'd ever seen from implementing them in my training. Yeah, I have a little bit of a story. Like, so when I was in college, uh, we, I mean, I've been introduced to various strength programs through coaches. So, I, you know, through the, the sort of mandated exercise, you know, workouts that they put up on the board. And so it, it evolved. Like the, the further I got in, in, in each program from high school to then, you know, one college, then transferring to another college was very different. And so this was actually a very, uh, you know, well put together program that we all sort of individualized based off of our own positions, which was new to me. Uh, but one thing that was interesting was as I was working out, uh, down the hall from our, our, our weight room uh, was basically the athletic training room. So this is where everybody rehabbed and did their thing. And so I used to go in there and just talk with the guys that were rehabbing 
and would grab the bands just out of boredom, you know, talking to them. And so I kind of made a routine out of it with my arms training, especially my shoulders were, were giving me issues. So I didn't want to like put too much impact on my shoulders for a while. And so I was just doing band training alone. And it was, it was very interesting to me how quickly uh, my, my shoulders uh, regained strength. And I actually like built a substantial amount of muscle development uh, in my arms, doing bicep curls, doing triceps. I was like, wow, th- there's something to these bands uh, as well. It's interesting. Oh, totally. I wish I remember what certification it was that I was going through when it really came together for me. When I realized that um, it was different than free weights, uh, the way it was matching the strength, your natural strength. Curve. Yes. Yep. And that's when the light bulb really went off for me, right? So we, and I don't think we we will ever uh, go back on you know free weights are king, right? I think free weights are, are ultimately uh, one of the best tools that you can do to to build and sculpt a physique, whether it be for building muscle or burning body fat or rehab, whatever. I think that free weights are are, are king. But one of the things that's unique and great about bands that are that is different than weights that you can't do with weights is is match your your natural strength curve so in other words all like dumbbell barbell exercises when you get to the 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 end of the movement right it gets much easier with with the weight it's always that when you are in the stretch position when the when the resistance of the barbell or a dumbbell are most challenging and difficult right which so is, like the bottom of a squat harder yeah. than the top of a squat even though it's the same weight right yeah. exactly but with bands it's the complete opposite and then understanding the importance of novelty right so if i can train myself in a novel way that's different, unique, that stimulates the muscle in a different way, that's always beneficial. And that was when it really came together because originally I too like lumped them in the rehab or like my the older community, like that's mm-hmm. that's the only people I'd use it with. I didn't really start using it with my advanced lifters until I understood this aspect of it and went, oh shit, mm-hmm. if you all you train with is barbells and dumbbells all the time and you've never done band training how beneficial that is for even the advanced lifter well, into i mean the options were slim like when it was first starting out like they had those tube versions of yeah. the rubber bands that would snap on you and like uh, would leave you with just marks uh, all over your body like that happened to me a few times where or I they just, just didn't have enough resistance right like yeah it wasn't enough yeah i mean you can't i mean you do a 15 or 20 pound you know tube a resistant band it's like okay for squats most people can squat that kind of resistance. Oh, they got some yeah. now that are hundreds of pounds. Yeah. Like by themselves, you could be a strong ass dude and by themselves. They've improved substantially over the years. Yeah, like the ones that we have that we carry, the rubber bandits, the quality on those, they didn't have those back then. Back then we, we were using tubes and we would have to like compensate by adding 15 tubes mm-hmm. to give you the resistance that you need. Now you have companies like rubber now bandits. Now they just layer it like uh, like really thick so it, it provides a lot it doesn't, of structure. It doesn't snap. Yeah. Like a little bit might fray at the very worst, but it doesn't snap. But yeah, it for me, you know, when I started using bands, because there's a few things that bands are actually superior to free weights over. One of them is the, the angle of resistance I can change independent of gravity, right? With free weights, you have to position and move your body and get kind of, um, you have to get a little creative because gravity only you know points in one direction. With bands, let's say I'm doing a deadlift. Let's say I'm doing a deadlift and um, you know I'm, I'm lifting the weight off the floor with free weights. I'm fighting gravity. Gravity's pointing straight down. But let's say I want to work on my lockout. I want to work on the fact that I can push my hips forward and pull back a little bit. There's no way to really do that with free weights. I mean, I could do lockouts with heavier weight and that kind of stuff. But I want to create 
resistance that's pulling me forward. So I have to pull back a little bit to strengthen that lockout. I can do that with bands. I can attach bands to my barbell and put them in an angle so that when I stand up, not only do I stand up with the weight, but I have to emphasize on the pulling back part of the deadlift, which can totally strengthen my lockout. I was stuck at a 525-pound deadlift for the longest time. It wasn't until I started using bands that I got my deadlift to crack 600 pounds. Same thing with my squat, same thing with my bench press. And it was bands that that really took trigger sessions that you mm. find in MAPS Anabolic to the next level. And I had done trigger sessions with body weight and free weights, and you can do trigger sessions with almost any resistance. But bands were just superior. They provided the right kind of intensity and resistance. They gave me a better pump. They caused less damage. Yeah. And, of course, they're super uh, versatile. That's the other thing about bands that are amazing is that with a few with a piece you know a few pieces of equipment that literally take up the space of a lunchbox, you can work out and train your whole body. There's no other really piece of equipment. Maybe suspension trainers can kind of do this, mm. but there's really nothing else that can do that and match the versatility of resistance bands because I can attach them. I can do exercises with where I'm resistance is pointing down towards me, uh, away from me. Oh, and here's one more thing: explosive movements. Yes. Bands are so good. Superior. So they're superior for explosive movements. Yeah. It really works with that, with the explosive movements. Vertimax, you guys heard of that mm -hmm. piece of equipment. So, yeah, athletes have found ways to use uh, that type of variable resistance that the bands provide, but explosively. And so it, it does, it allows it allows you that enough travel to get into the position, but then really emphasizes the part where you're, uh, you know, most powerful and most explosive. So uh, there, there's a lot of very very valuable techniques uh, athletic-wise that you can use with the bands as well in, in that direction. Well, they're definitely blowing up right now, right? I mean, we, we are at a time when, I mean, it's, it's still tough to get uh, free weights right now. Mm -hmm. I mean, they they sold out everywhere. They're And they're expensive. Mm -hmm. You know, I was just looking at... So Everybody has to get creative right now. Yeah, we were, we were getting ready to uh, order a set, uh, another whole setup, a PRX setup like we have in the, in the Tahoe house. We want to set up here in the studio because we had the original one uh, setup we have and... I forget how expensive like dumbbells and plates are. Like that's the yeah. most expensive part. It's a serious commitment of, of setting up an at home gym is actually just the weight and getting it shipped to your house. So, with what's going on right now with COVID and everybody being home and then the, everybody buying out all the the plates and dumbbells, uh, you've seen this rise in, in band exercises again, which is kind of cool. It's I mean for the wrong reasons, right? It's only because that it's it's convenient for people. The reality of it is it's it's getting this conversation going, talking about all the benefits of it. Right. Bands can also be used uh, to assist you in exercises. This is one p mm. this is one uh, attribute of bands that you don't find. Uh, with other pieces of equipment. For example, let's say you want to practice pull-ups. Okay, Pull-ups are difficult for you, and you mm -hmm. can't even do one, wow. but you want to get good at them. Fantastic use. Only this. with bands can you do this, where you take a band, you put it over the bar, and you loop it down, and you step into the band so that it lifts some of your body weight. Mm -hmm. Now you can practice actually doing pull-ups. Rather than doing a lat pull-down or some other variation of a pull-up, you're actually doing pull-ups uh, with help from the bands. Same and you can change out the bands based off of the, the amount of help it gives you. Right? I actually I think I've used a band for that more than... If I could pick like the single thing that I've used a band more is for assisting pull-ups. This Be is how I got my son fantastic. to get better at pull-ups. Pull-ups are hard. I don't care. Yeah. Male, female, doesn't matter. I mean, pull-ups are challenging for most people, especially to do multiple reps. 
And so a lot of people just avoid them because it's like, I don't want to do an exercise. I can only do one or two. Mm-hmm. So yeah. they completely avoid it. But just by adding a little bit of assistance with the bands, yeah. I mean, they now can get five or 10. And so they feel like they get an actual workout. It's a little it. more tricky with dips, but it's also, if you have the setup with yeah. a bar for dips, very, very uh, helpful as well. Yeah. I had, uh, when I used to have my, uh, my personal training studio, we had a cable machine. Similar to a free motion, where the free motion has two arms, except this one, I can't remember the name of it. It was Da Vinci, I think was the company. And it had pulleys all the way up and down on the sides, and it mm. came out. Mm-hmm. And you could go in the middle and do exercise with both sides. And it was very, uh, lots and lots of variety. At the time, I was uh, training in Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, looking to compete. And also at that time, I had a couple clients that also were competing in uh, those kinds of tournaments. And so I wanted to incorporate explosive movements into our lifts because, I mean, if you get really good at a movement, you've got good control. At that point, if you want to get faster at the you know that particular type of movement, then you can train explosively. So we were obviously advanced, and so I wanted to make explosive. Here's the problem with explosive movements with cables: the weight stack flops all over the place. Mm-hmm. You can't. It, it's good. The cable's gonna you're gonna get slack in the cable. It's gonna come crashing down. Cable comes off the pulley. Yeah, not it's good. real clunky. So what I used to do is I would take the weight stack, attach bands to the weight stack, and anchor them down. Now I could swing and twist and move quickly, and the weight stack wouldn't flop all over the place. And then the, the type of resistance that bands provides, where with an explosive movement, you know, think about it this way, right? Adam talked about this earlier. With a band, the further you stretch it out, the more difficult uh, it gets, or the more resistance it provides, right? When you're doing an explosive movement, you're most explosive or most fast as you're generating speed. So what I mean by that is imagine you're jumping. You're fastest after you start the jump, not when you start the jump, right? After you start the jump, you're generating speed, and then you're at your fastest, and then you finally jump. Well, with the resistance band, the resistance is lowest at the bottom, highest at the top, matches perfectly with what you're trying to train when you're doing explosive movement. So bands are just, they provide some unique value that other forms of exercise equipment don't. And I mean, if you had told me this when I first started as a trainer, I would have laughed. Mm-hmm. Now I place bands near the top of, uh, of exercise equipment. And I 100%, not only can you do a full workout with resistance bands, you could do a full and super effective. I mean, our MAPS Anywhere program utilizes bands. Mm-hmm. And that program by itself is one of our more effective workout programs. Just in general uh, strength, muscle gain, fat loss, and metabolism boosting. So if you don't, so what I want to do is I want it to, you know, let's go through what we think are like t- our top 10 band exercises and put together kind of a generic routine for someone who maybe doesn't have our maps anywhere program or doesn't have one of our programs, but has a set set of bands or has access to get a set of bands for, you know, very, very reasonably priced, right? So you can get a set of bands for under a hundred dollars and let's build a routine uh, based off of exercises that we find are most valuable and then also targets the entire body. Right, and if you get bands, make sure they're good quality and they have attachments that allow you to put them in doorways and stuff like that so you can change uh, angles when you're using the bands. Um, I guess uh, let's start with the lower body. We'll start with the legs for, for exercises. I really, really like uh, bands on bodyweight hip thrusts. Mm. Two ways I like to use them, either as a way to, to strengthen abduction. So yeah. abduction means your knees come apart. I love it for that. Yeah, so what you do is you put the bands around your legs so that you have to push your knees apart to maintain uh, good uh, positioning and then do your hip thrust there. And what it does is it activates 
the muscles on the sides of your butt, the side mm. glutes or the mm-hmm. side butt, while you're activating the glutes. And this makes the hip thrust, uh, in my experience, correctional um, and more effective, especially when you're working the, the glutes and the, and the hamstrings. Yeah, you have to t- we have to talk about why that's so important, though, right? So I think if when we, because we always talk about squat is king and it's such a great exercise, one of the most common uh issues that you see when somebody squats is is the knees tend to cave in. Mm-hmm. And a lot of that is because that glute med, that side butt that Sal's referring to, is just turned off for most people. Most people uh, mm-hmm. do not incorporate it or engage it. And so it's, it's- Underdeveloped. Yeah, it's very underdeveloped. And then they go to do a squat and so the, the knee collapses in. So I love this exercise. It's already a great exercise for the glutes anyways, but then you, it's your force to engage that glute med and train that, which is going to have a tremendous carryover when when you go over to do body weight or barbell squats or band squats. And so I love this exercise, whether no matter what your, what your goals are, I think everybody should incorporate. Well, and it's easier to implement. I think uh, the other version is a little bit more tricky where I've seen people use it across their lap, like basically replacing a barbell hip thrust. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I mean, that's going to take a, a good setup for that where you kind of anchor it down with dumbbells or you have like, there's actually machines they've built to do this. But I mean, to be able to push and get that kind of resistance is definitely beneficial as well. Yeah, no. And my- if you're going to do this type of hip thrust, the idea is to squeeze and connect when you're doing this. Right. So this isn't a heavy, you know, exercise. What you're trying to do is you're trying to push your knees apart just to activate the sides of the glutes. Then you come up and you squeeze the glutes as hard as you can, focus on the squeeze, then come down with control and then repeat. And the reason why I'm doing that first is because we're priming and turning on the glutes and the the side glutes before we get to the next next exercise with the bands, which would be uh, band squats. Now, band squats, you get some pretty strong bands, and you go slow and controlled. You can make these feel very very difficult. And literally, you put the band around your feet and over your shoulders, and just have some control and squat down slow, come up slow, squeeze the whole time. Uh, watch what happens. I also like doing it in this order, right? So yes. you start off by priming that glute med, and so you're already getting some some glute activation before you go into the squat, which is again another common problem, right? There's all the other the caving of the knees is one thing, and then also people just feeling it in their glutes when they do squats. So, so many people feel it in their quads. By us doing first the hip thrust before we go into this banded squat exercise, I've primed the glutes really well so that now when I go into this squat exercise, I really feel it in my butt. I like the order that you've, you've laid this out too. Yeah. This, you know what I like about banded squats too is it's a safer way to challenge your squat depth. Mm. So in, part of it's because the resistance is light at the bottom and right. harder at the top. And so what you do is when you do these, if you have issues with squat depth or issues with control uh, or mobility, this is a great exercise to work on that. So what I like to do with this is when I have the bands, and I'll I'll usually either hold them up with my hands near my shoulders, or some people can even hook them over the shoulders. By the way, don't lift your feet up when you do this, because you'll get the (laughs) band right to the crotch. So make sure you you take the bands down before you step off. But once once you're in position, go down slow, stay tight the whole time. In other words, don't relax at the bottom. Stay tight, keep the chest up high. And when you get to the bottom, start testing the depth. Go a little bit lower than you normally do, but try to stay connected. 
you're less likely to hurt yourself with this type of a squat challenging your depth than you would with, say, a barbell or dumbbell. I like to also add a little bit of power and explosivity with that move, uh, just uh, in terms of being able to get the depth, but now like the resistance isn't quite as demanding at the bottom with the rubber band. So now I can really drive up uh, with acceleration and speed. And so that's kind of a, a, a safer way to to work, too, on, on activating that fast twitch muscle fiber. And I'll add to that. That, I would love to do like a isometric hold at the bottom yes. and then go to an explosive. There you go. So you want to really, both. you really want to progress this exercise without a lot of resistance. You can get a great workout by simply taking the. Uh, it doesn't even have to be a very hard band. Like people think, oh, I could squat two hundred pounds. This little wimpy band. Take that band just around like sousing, either holding it or over your shoulders. Go down into your deep squat, hold that for an isometric hold for like five seconds, and then do what Justin's saying: come out of it explosively. And I don't care how light of a band you have, you'll get a phenomenal workout. It's way from that. better than jump squats. Right. Yeah, no, the idea is to make it feel harder. That's the idea when you're doing this exercise. Um, the next one is a band stiff-legged deadlift. Now there are some band exercises, and there's a few of them in here that we're going to go through that I actually sometimes prefer to the free weight or machine version of these. This is one of them. I love band stiff-legged deadlifts. I like using a very um, heavy band for this. Reason being, at the very top, when you do a stiff-legged deadlift with, uh, with free weights, it's easy. The top of a stiff-legged deadlift is easy. The bottom is hard. With bands, it's the reverse. When you come up, it's hard to resist, so really squeeze your glutes um, and yeah. really activate your hamstrings. And you can go pretty hard on these. And I love, I, again, this is an exercise I still do. If I'm going to do a stiff legged deadlift, there's a 50% chance I'm going to do it with a, a heavy band. Well, and I, t too, I think people like haven't really found a lot of value out of deadlifting with the rubber band because. I mean, you can you can adjust your resistance by grabbing the band a bit lower, so you're not necessarily limited by you having handles at the top of it, and, and you know there's there's too much length involved. So shorten the length, uh, grab it a bit lower, and and, and drive up, and it, it creates a whole new demand. And again, this is very similar to what I would do with this as a, the squat. Um, I would get them in that stretch position to where their their hips are hinged back and they're bent over. And I would hold an isometric hold. I do yeah. a hold in that position, so you have a little bit of attention from the band. You're in that stretch position. I'm teaching my client at that point. Can you feel it in your hamstrings? Can you feel it in your glutes? Hold that for a few seconds. Now think about those muscles. Squeeze the butt and throw the, the hips forward. And that will you know take that exercise again without having a ton of resistance and make it a phenomenal movement. Now here's something else you could do with this because it's a band. The you can attach the other end to change the angle of pull. So. Mm -hmm. We're talking about the band being around your feet. You can put the band in front of you. So if you have an attachment like the like rubber bandits, for example, has this door attachment. I can put it in the door, put it lower, put it at the bottom. And now when I'm doing the stiff-legged deadlift, the resistance is pulling away from me. So now when I come up at the top, I have to maintain that squeeze at the very top. Here's another thing you can do if you want to get real creative. Let's say you have two bands. If you have two bands, you can put one band around your waist, attach it behind you. 
one band around your feet. Now you're right. at the bottom, it's hard, and at the top, you have yeah, to push it Emphasizing, forward. yeah, that, that hip uh, thrust. This is what I mean by getting creative with bands. You can change the angles of pull and make the exercise feel different just by doing that. And if you're a lifter who's used to deadlifting 400 plus pounds, throw that on one leg. And do exactly what you just said. One legged. Yeah. You, oh. You want to challenge the shit out of out of that exercise, and you think that because you can deadlift a ton of weight with a barbell, try doing that with a single leg deadlift. That's how I like to do it. I like to go one legged and attach it kind of away from me. That's mm -hmm. how I do that particular variation. Now the next exercise, this would be for the chest, shoulders, triceps. Also, a lot of core mm -hmm. is the banded push-ups. Now push-ups are an excellent, uh, almost full-body exercise. A lot of people don't realize this, but push-ups incorporate a lot of... I mean, yeah. you're doing a plank. It's not just a chest exercise. No, you're doing a plank with this as well as, a, a, you know, you're doing a, a kind of a bench press with your body. But if you put the bands around your shoulders and then around your hands, now you have additional resistance uh, for your upper body. Um, it pulls your body down, so now you're making your push-ups a low rep exercise if you want. The squeeze at the top is excellent, again, because the band, the further it stretches out, the harder it gets. Um, I This version of push-ups is my favorite version of push-ups. By the way, if push-ups are already hard for you <laughs> to do off of your feet, try this because there's some value in just using the bands. It's not just making it more difficult. Again, it has to do some of it has to do with the strength curve. Try this, do them off your knees, and then use the bands. Right. So, it's, so if you're like, you know what, off my feet is hard enough, I'll just stick to that, go on your knees, put the bands around your shoulders, around your hands. It's a different exercise when you use bands. It's a totally, totally uh, different feel. Yeah, no, I really enjoy it. It, it provides a whole new type of uh, resistance that you got to fight uh, on the way up and also like really emphasizes like that that locked out sort of locking uh, 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 plank position. So like it really like highlights more intensity around the core being able to stabilize and, and keep your hips and everything intact. Yep. You can also do these elevated. So let's say you have a low bench or table. You can put the band around you, do push-ups off the table with a heavy band, get the benefits of both the push-up and the strength curve that the, the band provides for an awesome exercise. Again, you can get real creative with a lot of these exercises by changing the, the angles. Um, next exercise, this is one of the ones I prefer to use bands with, over usually over cables. This is the one I used to do with clients all the time. This is a straight arm pull-down with bands. I love bands on this because the bands, they're harder at the squeeze part of the rep, which is the most important part of a straight arm pull down. When you're doing a straight arm pull down, you're squeezing the lats and you're also simultaneously trying to bring the shoulders back. We don't want to keep the shoulders folded. We want to squeeze the, the lats and bring the shoulders back because bands are, are more challenging as you stretch them out. It's that bottom position, that squeeze part where the bands are going to be the most difficult, and that's exactly the part of that lift that you want to focus on the most. Start light with this one. Yes. This one is very de very deceiving on how challenging it can be because to mm -hmm. hold your body in the proper posture to really work this properly uh, and with the bands adding resistance as you come in can get challenging. If you... You may feel like, oh, I can do a lot more because as you start to pull down, it feels like it's hardly any resistance whatsoever. But because the lockout portion of this exercise yes. is so important and mm -hmm. how you do it is so important, you I would prefer somebody do a isometric hold at the bottom with a lighter band than to go heavier just because they think they can. The natural tendency for your body is going to be to make it easier. So you're going to have to fight uh, compensations that just inevitably your body is going to want to kind of 
hurl forward and you're yes. going to want to adjust uh, to make it a bit easier. You're going to bend your elbows slightly. Things are just going to happen so that most of this exercise is to fight all those urges. Uh, and so going lighter does, you know, it make a lot more sense. No, if you do this right, this is a great posture exercise. If you do this wrong, it's a terrible posture right, exercise. Right, right. It's one of those things. So at the bottom of the wrap, when you pull the, when you pull the bands down to your waist, what you don't want to do is you don't want the, the shoulders to be forward. You want the shoulders pulled back, the chest out, brace your core, and then squeeze at the bottom. Now it's going to encourage good posture rather than encouraging uh, bad posture. Um, the next exercise, speaking of posture, one of my favorite uh, posture exercises, and oh, this yeah. is a staple. I still do this like almost every day. I do this exercise in, I'd say, half of my shoulder workouts. I do band pull apart. This is the second most utilized exercise. So the first one for me would be to assist clients. Uh, with the pull-ups, I would say I've used that more as a trainer than any other movement. Number two would be the band pull-aparts. Oh, I used to recommend this. Just for overall shoulder health. Well, yeah, not even just in a routine. Uh, in fact, it was if I had – because almost every client, okay, you, it's a, a rare. I'm, in fact, I can count on one hand how many times I didn't have somebody I didn't need to address, you know, forward shoulder and forward head, right? Just it's so common, so common in all of us. So something that I started to practice towards the back half of my career as a trainer is I would get just the, the really the easiest easiest band that they that most band kits have and I would give it to a client and say listen I want every hour while you're sitting at your desk on the computer to just get up and do three sets of 15 band pull aparts then go ahead and go back to your work and do it to help counter what they are doing all day long because all day long most of us are sitting or we're on computers and we have this forward posture yep. this is a great way to counter that yeah how do we address you know uh like like inevitable pains and things that are going to occur in your shoulders is to be able to make sure that everything's tracking properly this is one of those things that you know back to sal's analogy of like a sliding glass door uh inev like your patterns every day are kind of taking you out of the track just very slightly so it's it's crucial to kind of implement these types of movements uh and and really think about incorporating that in, in your everyday activity so that way you can now kind of pull things back so we don't it doesn't slip away from you to the point where it becomes a problem you're going to have an injury as a result yeah, a side effect of band pull-aparts is great looking shoulders I, I, it yeah. does work the rear delts this is an area that people tend to neglect uh, actually quite well it helps you connect to them in that back tall squeeze position so I remember when I started doing these regularly and I started doing them regularly for shoulder health this was something I did just to improve my shoulder mobility, I noticed that my shoulders just look rounder yeah. uh, from doing this exercise. That takes us to the next one, um, band upright rows. I really like band upright rows because the resistance is easy at the bottom. That's where people tend to screw up the most, is at the bottom. And it does encourage proper form. So with an upright row, it can be a difficult exercise for some people. With an upright row, you're pulling with your elbows and not with your hands. And I know that sounds weird because you're holding on to the band or the barbell or whatever with your hands. But in order to do it properly, you have to pull with your elbows. Yeah. And because of the way bands work, it tends to encourage that. So whenever I'm teaching an upright row to a client, I go to bands before I go to No, the this is what a great point. So uh, upright rows is like one of those exercises that depending on the trainer you're talking to mm. would argue if it's a good exercise or bad. The, mm. Oh yeah, there's the, controversy. And, and 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 I can I can play either side, right? So if I'm a trainer who is against upright rows, part of the reason why they are is because it promotes the forward shoulder. It promotes being rounded forward. And then if people have weights that are pulling them in front of them, they do upright rows, they just exaggerate a problem that they already have. 
But to Sal's point, this is why bands are so awesome because when you pull up and back with the bands, it forces you to work against that, right? Mm -hmm. If you're just pulling with gravity with a barbell or dumbbells, it's a lot easier for you to kind of cheat the rep, keep everything in front of you. When you're pulling up and back and leading with the elbows with a band, you're actually promoting better posture that way. So it is a much better upright row in my opinion. It is. Focus on the squeeze at the top, come up nice and high, keep the elbows high, a little higher than the hands. And here's one where you can have fun with the attachment, right? So one of them, the band is around your feet. Another one, the band is slightly in front of you. Which I like that. That's the way I like to do it. And it encourages exactly what what we're talking about with that nice tall posture because you can't you, if it's attached in front of you, you're, it's going to naturally make you want to pull back. Right. So it, 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 it's the row part of the upright row is getting emphasized, which makes it a correctional exercise, not yeah. just a shoulder-developing uh, exercise. The next one I love also, it's a band hammer curl. This is one, again, another one I like to do with bands, sometimes more than dumbbells because when you're gripping with a – especially if you're not using the handle, if you're grabbing just the band – it it's it forces you to squeeze yeah, the you band. Clinch uh, the band. Yes, that's my favorite. Yes, it forces you to squeeze the band and hold it with a nice grip. And what's great about a, a, a hammer curl is yes, it does work the bicep, and yes, it works the the brachialis, which is a muscle underneath the bicep. But it's also strengthening the wrists and forearms. It's actually yeah. a phenomenal. It's like a grip exercise. It's it is awesome. A, it is a phenomenal wrist and and grip strengthening exercise. And there's an epidemic of weak wrists and weak grips in people who work out in gyms and we try to compensate a lot of by flappy using, wrists out there. Yeah, <laughs> we try to we try to compensate by you know using you know uh, you know gloves and wrist straps and all this other stuff but when i do these band hammer curls with my clients they notice less wrist pain and then they're more stable when they're doing their other exercises and part of it is you're gripping the the band itself so when you're doing the curl, it's not like the dumbbell's resting on top of your hand. You have to keep a tight grip in order to do a hammer curl properly, which makes the hammer curl more effective. And and this is why, just I know there's going to be somebody, especially if it's a trainer, why didn't you just do regular supinated bicep curls here that's better for your biceps? And that's the case. That's yes. the argument is that that most people will benefit from this more than that. Most people know how to do a bicep curl. Most people do bicep curls, but not a lot of people address wrist and hand strength, which is something that we see a problem with most people. It's the reason why that took the place of a, a traditional supinated bicep yeah. curl with the band. Yeah, but don't mm-hmm. feel bad. You can definitely do a supinated curl with the band. In fact, if you do a supinated curl where the band is coming out of the pinky side of your hand and then you curl and supinate, Mm -hmm. you actually provide resistance to the supinating part of the curl, which is very unique. There's really nothing else that does that where, because your bicep doesn't just curl your arm, it also twists your hand. If it's coming out your pinky, that's where the band's going, and I twist. I'm also not only doing resistance on the way up, I'm also resisting the supinating part. So I'm glad you said that, Adam. Supinating curls are also a bit special uh, with bands, a little bit unique. Next exercise, this one's great, uh, overhead tricep extension. Overhead tricep extension, here's the thing with it. Love that exercise, whether you do it with dumbbells, uh, barbells, cables, or bands. But bands, again, because they provide the most resistance as they're most stretched out, it gives you a unique squeeze at the top. Normally, you don't get that squeeze with the tricep extension unless you have to emphasize it yourself. Yeah. But with the band, it's so hard at the very top that you're, you're forced 
to emphasize that squeeze part. I've also it. found that it helps promote better range of motion in my clients. So I used to love. They're more the, likely to go all the way yes, down. Yes, like how often did you catch? And then this is common, especially with uh, meathead yeah. guys, right? When they do tri- overhead it helps tricep with shoulder mobility, they they do uh, overhead tricep extension, and they you know they get this heavy dumbbell, and they, it's like this little yes tiny little pumping shortened range of motion where they don't even break ninety degrees. Where you know that's that's part of the benefits of the overhead tri- uh, tricep extension is the stretched position that you put the tricep in. It's that's what makes it unique and so great. And a position that not a lot of people train. I like the band for that reason because it helps promote that extra stretch for clients too. Now, do you guys do this with both feet or do you do like a split stance uh, in terms of like how you're going to set them up with stepping on top of the band? So both work great. Here's the only thing I'll say about split stance. Do not take your foot off the band until you yeah. bring the band down. Yeah. 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 Well, not on both cases, yeah, right? So you're going to notice too that the band might slip back in like if your heel raises at all or that's like a propensity that you have, it's going to come up and, and it's going to be disastrous. So you just really have to make sure that you're posture in a sta- upright standing position is accounted for and also you're going to put yourself in a vulnerable position in your lower back so. i i actually like this so you know with our, at least with our bands right so rubber bandits comes with this uh anchor point that you can anchor in anywhere in a door so you can put it at the bottom the side the top much better option i actually yeah. like this is for you at home people i like to anchor it at the bottom and then situate like your dinner table chair yes so pull a chair sit down anchor at the bottom and get in a chair so you're supported yeah, and then grav it behind you and then do the overhead extension. Same here. Safest alternative. Yeah. yeah. But isn't it funny how some exercises, they look similar, but some exercises just naturally have you emphasize certain uh, portions of the rep or your form. Mm -hmm. Like we've talked about on the show how an incline barbell press naturally gets clients to want to pin their shoulders back and down, which is harder to do on a flat bench. When you do a flat bench, you have to like really emphasize on incline. It's just because of the incline and naturally puts you in that position. The overhead tricep extension you're 100% right, Adam. I almost never had to tell a client to go lower for whatever reason. And I think it's because the resistance band is pulling easier yep. at the way bottom. People feel more comfortable going all the way down and they get a fuller range of motion. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing with an overhead tricep extension. Because of the way the tricep attaches at the scapula, some one of the heads, the long head of the tricep, the big meaty part of the tricep is most activated with overhead exercises. And it's most activated when it's stretched yes. in overhead exercises. So this type of an overhead tricep extension with the band, it really does the best part of the overhead tricep extension, which is emphasizing the stretch of the long head. But then again, because it's a band, you're going to squeeze naturally at the top. Yep. It's People are less likely to do short reps with bands. It's pretty interesting. Yep. Now, this last exercise is not just a great band exercise. It's mm. one of my top five favorite core exercises. Yeah, one of my staples. And it's one of my top ways of doing a core exercise. I prefer doing wood chops with bands over cables any day of the week. And it's because they're smooth, they're harder at the full twist, and they allow me to do them a little bit more explosively, which is I feel is so much more functional. Yeah, way less clunky than even a cable, which is a, you know something else I use a lot for these uh, rotational type uh, 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 core exercises. But yeah, it's fantastic for that because you're just holding it in place too isometrically. Like you're going to notice like it's pulling you, so mm-hmm. you have to stabilize your body. It just forces that anti rotation, which a lot of people don't even consider as a factor. But that's something that you need to start with a solid base. That you can you can anchor down. Can you anchor down your body properly? This is going to really expose that and then go through a range of motion in the twist. Well, I would make the case 
that this may be the most important exercise of all the ones we covered. Oh uh, yeah, I would agree. Mm. There's there's a lot of different things that you can do. We went through most of all the muscle groups that you to train the entire body here uh, with bands. Uh, but when I think about the things that most of my clients neglected and the things that they needed the most, agreed. Rotational and anti-rotational strength is probably the most neglected movement pattern in most routines, even with good advanced trainers writing good programs. Uh, we just fail to focus on this. And so it's an area that even if I wasn't following a full band routine, you would find me adding this in there. So this is probably the third most used exercise of the that I've used as a personal trainer uh, as uh, on a regular basis. So even if I'm using barbells, dumbbells, you would find me go over, grab a band for this one. And I've used this probably third most of all the movements. Here's how I like to do it. I like to do the twisting, the chop part, a little explosive. I stop. When I get to the part where I'm at the end, and then I control the way back, and then yep. I do it again. Nice slow control. The Here's way back. the other thing you want to do: brace your core, pull it in a little bit, and squeeze your abs while you're doing this. You're working the entire core in a very, very functional way. This exercise uh, really developed my obliques. It gave me such nice, tight, strong obliques through doing this exercise. Athletes, this is a must. Mm -hmm. uh, and here's the thing, again, with the band, you can do these with a downward angle, you can do them with an upward angle, or you could do them the traditional, just completely to the side. Yeah, angle. and I mean, you can also lock your hips in place, so you're just working on that, like, that, that rotational aspect to it, just completely in the trunk, or you can add rotation in the hips with the movement, which also applies a little bit more specifically to movements out on the field. So look, if you want to get uh, good quality resistance bands, um, you can check ours out. So long as they're in stock, they tend to sell out very quickly. Um, but we sell the Rubber Bandits brand of bands. They're uh, very high quality. They don't snap. They come with lots of varying degrees of resistance and attachment. So you can do all the exercises that we talked about. You can check them all out at mapsbands.com. That's M-A-P-S-B-A-N-D as in dog, S. Com. You can also find all of us on Instagram. You can find Doug at Mind Pump Doug, Justin at Mind Pump Justin, me at Mind Pump Sal, and Adam, the handsome guy, at Mind Pump Adam. Thank you for listening to Mind Pump. If your goal is to build and shape your body, dramatically improve your health and energy, and maximize your overall performance, check out our discounted RGB Super Bundle at mindpumpmedia.com. The RGB Super Bundle includes MAPS Anabolic, MAPS Performance, and MAPS Aesthetic. Nine months of phased expert exercise programming designed by Sal, Adam, and Justin to systematically transform the way your body looks, feels, and performs. With detailed workout blueprints and over 200 videos, the RGB Super Bundle is like having Sal, Adam, and Justin as your own personal trainers, but at a fraction of the price. The RGB Super Bundle has a full 30-day money-back guarantee, and you can get it now plus other valuable free resources at mindpumpmedia.com. If you enjoy this show, please share the love by leaving us a five-star rating and review on iTunes and by introducing Mind Pump to your friends and family. We thank you for your support, and until next time, this is Mind Pump.